Hey, this is Romancing the Zone, a podcast about a podcast about boys playing tabletop games. I'm Nell Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. Let's roll. I can't tell if that's a six or a nine. Hang on. We're going into the darkness. It's a nine. All right. <laughs> it was a marginal difference anyway, but we'll take it. <laughs> hey, we'll take it. It depends on your modifier. Yeah, we're good. Right? That's right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Those, those three numbers can make a lot of difference. <laughs> All right. You know what? It is time to fight some babes, get some dragons, and buy gold. <laughs> I can't wait to buy some gold. <laughs> this is going to be great. They lay it out right at the top. This is what we're going to get into this episode. So this was interesting. Mm-hmm. Malwin, a lady? I kept thinking it was a, 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 not a lady. I as well. And I think it was because Mal is the first part of the name. Oh, I assumed it was a lady centaur. Oh, well. Amazing. Huh. Huh. It just goes to show you. We're all in this together. <laughs> well, and they could always be bi- non-binary as well. So, it, Well, and that's, that's what true. I wondered, too, after I was like, oh, did we just... I, I couldn't even remember if I had assumed it was two males as the leaders or not. I think also the voice, maybe. There was some combination of thing. I think it was, was that for me, I think it was both the voice and mm-hmm. I have absolutely been destroyed by the patriarchy in assuming mm. that every leader is a man mm. or a male version. The nice thing is that usually in the adventure zone, we have found, of course, it's usually a competent woman who has to this guide is us. very true. <laughs> lead us to where we have to go. So I guess <laughs> here we go. We do pick up back in her tent and we we ask straight up what is the end goal here and it is ultimately to appease the god of the scarlet wood which is kind of what we had touched on spirit of the scarlet wood pardon me thank you for the correction (laughs) Mm -hmm. i'm here for it (laughs) and um and since that's what we're out to do it's you know they they do start discussing options you know can we give something else and uh, and even more, has the offering always been accepted? Has it always been good? Which I thought was a really great, this is where we start getting more info on whether or not this is a literal spirit they believe yeah. they right. are engaging and with. And does it, does it even matter right. that you're doing this? Cause, right. Well, and the way they keep talking about the tree, it seems that the apple is the same every single year. Yes. Always two, always look exactly the same. The tree looks yeah. the same. The apples look the same. So when they keep asking, like, well, were the apples smaller? What, you know, like, right. trying to get, and I'm like, guys, how many times are we going to rehash this? <laughs> apples are the same. But then it that's. It is magic. Right. And then that's where it's interesting that then some years it seems they didn't have as good a hunt or whatever. So right. then, so even Malwin says that they just assumed that there must have been something off with the apples those years. Mm-hmm. Blame it on the apples. Right. Is that really the Ooh, case? That's a shirt. <laughs> Put Applejack's face on it. I mean, it, admittedly, this is like a difficult conversation to have because yeah. basically they have to ask Malwin, like, so your faith, is that like yeah. real? <laughs> you know, like... does that work or are you just kind of guessing? Like, right. You know, this is there's not really there's not really a polite way to ask somebody <laughs> that. But in a situation where they're in this magical world where this is all very literal and they have to right. interfere with with this, um, not just their belief system, but the actual like practical expression of their belief system. Yeah, you, you do kind of want to make sure you've got you've got it all all down that you have mm-hmm. thorough notes on what exactly you're messing with before you do 100 percent. well and do we know so how long has malwin been in charge 
I don't know. We didn't get a, we didn't get a like a firm number. Yeah, I can't that. recall if they gave a us. long time. Mm-hmm. I feel like fifty years had come up at some point, like at least I, I think know. I think the implication was that centaurs have longer lifespans and that it had been, you know, a, a fairly established um reign, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. of that's this person well, 50, being in power. Say fifty is the running number of like, ooh, that's when the chasm happened and that's when mm. uh Hieronymus turned into a dog, right? Maybe. Yeah, maybe it was longer than that, but I and I just have that number in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's definitely been a while. This is not a recent. I don't think there's been a recent power shakeup, at least. Okay. Really, the only reason I'm asking is uh, she had said that she could count on two hands the number mm. of times. <laughs> so it's like, Fair. <laughs> if oh, it was yeah. 15 years, I mean, that's that's half of it. <laughs> I did remember thinking that. I've been playing a lot of um, Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney. And so there are so many times that I wanted to be like, now press this statement. How many years <laughs> has it been? So in regards to... The amount of times that it hasn't worked. But it does seem like it, yes, has been a very long time. Um, also, just a little side. The way Griffin says potato has changed my entire <laughs> life. Of The potato. Potatoes? Just, it's so, I don't, it just, I, I had to go back and listen to it several <laughs> times just because it was just so nice. Your ASMR is Griffin saying potato. <laughs> just over and over and I just drift off to sleep. Ah. Dream about spuds. <laughs> Apparently, if I were the spirit of the like the golden woods, maybe mm. that's what I would want. The potato, <laughs> potato. the golden yes. potato. Please find the most magical, beautiful potato and burn that. Ooh, and it would even smell so good. Mm, mm. Yeah, mm. You're like yeah, you let's do that, you guys. Get an onion over here too. And uh, <laughs> while we're at it, maybe add some eggs. Cool. <laughs> Oh, all right. This is where I also have to say I haven't eaten breakfast yet. So. I was going oh, to say, no. it sounds like we're just giving a breakfast to the god of the scarlet or of the golden woods. Just some hash browns. And yeah, some eggs. yeah. Mm, 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 mm. Maybe sprinkle a little cheese on it. Ooh, absolutely. Get some salt and pep pep. <laughs> do, I do also enjoy that for some reason... Uh, Fitzroy saying things kind of strangely has become like a runner in the show. Yeah, this isn't the, the first time this has come up, and there's another time in this episode later as well. Um, yes, and I, I enjoy that. I don't. I mean, I don't really know what it means about him as a person in terms of character development, but it's very funny. So I'm good with it. Yeah, it's so wonderful. It's very Moira Rose uh, yes. via Shit's yes, Creek. Yes, that's true. Which yes. is just. Yeah, Excellent. I truly think it's a sign of just yeah a magnificent actor or actress. <laughs> it's sort of like, uh, in a Moira Rose sense, like a person who is trying to sound much more high class and intelligent yeah. than they are. Yes. So they're making something sound fancy that really isn't supposed to. <laughs> Absolutely that. <laughs> Fitzroy has his just wall of wigs. He's got his multiple <laughs> costume changes. I'm leaning into this. I love everything about this. I like where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, this is just Shit's Creek. They're all sharing a room. Like, oh. <laughs> just kind of the one area. They'll find their way. Yeah, it'll all work out. And for what it's worth, as far as this conversation is concerned, they do ask if they can just go talk to the spirit of the Scarlet Wood. And the answer is, yeah, it's three hours away. P.S. We are not offended by horses. We have some, so. It's funny because Travis is the one that told them Travis to not. Travis is absolutely the one who put the idea in their head that the centaurs might be offended by horseback riding, so you should leave them at the town. I was just kind of chatting, like, I mean, you, you assumed. We're like, we assumed because you told us. You Come on. said. DMs. Travis. <laughs> 
I like the idea that in universe that like the person who rented them the horses or something told them this oh. just to see if they would believe it. Mm-hmm. He, they're still laughing about it. That's absolutely the canon explanation for it. <laughs> I think I know exactly why, too, because they get to the town, and this leans into the next thing I wanted to talk about, yeah. was horse rentals. He knew that there were there was a big group coming in that needed to rent mm. horses, <laughs> and they didn't have enough. And he's like, ooh, if we can get these three, that'd be huh. perfect. He's like, oh, you know, if you're going to hang out with centaurs, mm, there it is. probably not a great idea. You cinched it up. I buy mm. all of this. <laughs> Well, and they also knew there were bandits, so you might you might uh, be worried Ooh. something would happen to your horses <gasps> that they'd get lost if, if oh, something yeah. happened to the people riding oh, them. Oh, see, and I, look at you I I had jumped to the like he's part of the bandit team. Oh, <laughs> like he's he's sending in his like here you go here's some victims friends enjoy. <laughs> hey, okay, let's put the um the horse rental owner up on the murder board. Okay, just keep an eye on him. He's I like I like that Brittany has gone like full on crime conspiracy and that I was just thinking, do you have to pay insurance when you rent a horse? <laughs> Anne is super into the financial parts of this series, which you is girls perfect are really, because that's yes. exactly where you need to be and I'm just writing fan fiction about the side characters. They inspect your horse after to make sure that it hasn't been scratched or dinged while you had it. They've got this like is... a little a little chart a little drawing of a horse and you have to mark where the damage mark. was to begin with. There's some mud on this foot. I couldn't get a burr out of its mane right here. That's it. They have to spray them with that like new horse smell after you've been riding it. It's so just... that clean barn smell. It smells We've like a good barn. Yeah. Right. There you go. So the can says good barn. <laughs> They put a little necklace on him that carries the smell. (laughs) Shaped like a little pine tree, of course. Of course. So as they're all giggling about horses and how goofy this whole thing has been, they leave. But first, Fearbulk is like, hold on. I want to talk to Althea. It's a good call. That's I, I was I was wondering if they were going to move on without talking to Althea. Yeah, I'm glad they took care of it immediately. Mm-hmm. And she does say she doesn't know anything. She tells him, she, you know, their conversation has gone to this crystal and that she has not listened to it. So here's my wonder. Mm-hmm. What if there's a third party who's Ooh. always been listening to her conversations without her Ooh. knowing it? Mm-hmm. And now they know about this conversation, too. It's very conspiracy theory. Whoa. That's absolutely un- <laughs> unfounded. How many levels does it go down? I'm just we saying. We have to flip the murder board again. Mm-hmm. Just Ugh. keep it in mind. Because Tack I a feel new like murder board on top of this murder board. It just seems like too good an opportunity for somebody to have heard something. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And if it wasn't her, maybe it was somebody else. Always, always assume that someone is listening Never and they are trusting. We li- we live in a time of the FBI and the NSA, and I mean, who's listened to this podcast? Fantasy Bureau of Investigation, exactly. <laughs> and the NUA secret agency yeah <laughs> there it is mm-hmm. you just can't you always just be careful trust no one like no. you can't trust anyone even if they're named after a sweet small summer child sure. don't trust them take that crystal to the tech lab make sure it hasn't been listened to i'm sure there's a way to do that so you I can't mean... you can't say trust no one without me hearing the x-files theme in my head you, you, you can't. <laughs> fantasy Mulder is here fantasy lone gunman that's what they got to take it to I want... That's so niche, but I do really want that now. 
I want lone gunmen in every single form. <laughs> I've seen like five episodes of the X-Files and somehow four of them had the lone gunmen in there. And so then, of course, I had to watch their spinoff show. So I'm here. I'm here for those. Bring them back well, again. Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> What's fun and dumb for me is when you said the X-Files theme, immediately Unsolved Mysteries theme came on for me. So <laughs> well, you know, do yeah. a great over here. <laughs> So anyway, it does seem like we might still be okay with Althea. We don't know. We'll have to get this crystal tested. Um, but even before Fearbulg leaves her, they do talk a little bit more about how weird this tree is. Just, of course, mm-hmm. nobody can get over how weird this tree is. But they do bring up a good point about the seeds. Mm. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting question. And it was a very in-character question as well because, yeah. you know, like I-, I think that Justin has really been – pushing that the fear bulk is asking these questions very much about the nature of the tree um, yes. because it feels so unnatural. And so that I, I just think that's a really nice touch. Like, I don't know how conscious it was, but to have his specific avenue of investigation be kind of something that makes sense for his character as well. Um, mm-hmm. I, that I found that very like holistic and cool um, as, yeah. as a storytelling device. And I was also, I mean, it hadn't occurred to me at all. And I was like, oh, wait, that is a, that is a really interesting question. Could you grow another tree from one of these seeds? Right. Mm-hmm. Why are there even seeds at all if the tree is magic? Right. Well, because they have to read the seeds. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they could have been like, oh, well, they read, you know. I don't know, like the patterns on the skin or something like that, hmm. um, rather than the seeds. Like I, I think there was a there was a possibility for this magic apple to have no seeds, like a seedless watermelon, mm. also it, made from magic. It <laughs> is interesting because the fact that they read, like they cut open the apple and they read the seeds and everything, it suggests that that changes each year. Yeah. But the yeah, that's true. Doesn't. Well, unless it's kind of like a, yeah. you know, like a scrying with bones sort of thing where like you take the seeds out and you throw them or something oh, like that, you know. So maybe maybe they're or they're putting it, you know, like tea leaves or whatever that, that maybe it's not just the pattern in the apple. We don't know that yet. We're going to have to true. wait until they talk to somebody and ask them about it. But I'll say we got to talk to that other tribe. I know. Herd, group, team, squad, <laughs> boy band. We need to go, to go talk to them. Squad with a C. Can you <laughs> Somehow. So one more interesting thing we learn. We Fearbug talks to Althea much more than I expected him to. Um, she totally wants to be his friend. <laughs> and we do learn from her that Malwin and Arturos used to be engaged. We did it. We called that. We called we it. We did. Called it. We did. <laughs> we all did. Guess who knew it? I'm us. very proud of us. Even though it doesn't matter, I'm still finally, proud. Doesn't I'm, I'm like super circling that on the murder board. We finally got one. <laughs> We've gotten a few. We have a couple ribbons up there. Proud of ourselves. I mean, they're all, they all have Anne's name on it, though. <laughs> okay, so. sure. Yes, <laughs> most of the ribbons do say specifically to Anne Kern. <laughs> This is hey. This is like a group effort, much Aww. like a D and D podcast. The, the newest picture is all of us holding the ribbon in a group hug. <laughs> <laughs> but so they, we learn also though that neither of these leaders wanted to cede the leadership of mm-hmm. their own tribe, which made me go like, why aren't you just all one big? Okay, I don't know. Well, it's, but you would still have to goofy. cede though, right? I mean, because you can't, no, you, you can't have, have like two. Two presidents. I mean, well, maybe you could. I, I mean, know. I think Absolutely that'd be a great idea. Me too. <laughs> share the wealth. Share the responsibility. Blame we'll... each other. It'll be great. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe there was this sort of question of like, who was going to move into whose territory? You That's know, where I would think more of the problem could be. Mm, okay. 
See, and that's actually what I exactly what I have written down. Apparently, they never talked about who would move into whose house. Yeah. <laughs> so that was just they poor planning engaged. on their right? part. Yeah. You guys like didn't really plan this before a whole mm-hmm. ring and everything happened. The big proposal. Right. I'm sure it happened at the tree. Gosh, they like <laughs> hung a banner around it. Everybody was no. so excited until they were like, okay, I can't wait for you to move out to the woods. And they were like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> this isn't happening. So my, my place is so much nicer. We have a spirit there. Well, we have a wall-mounted TV, so <laughs> <laughs> out in the field. Come on. We definitely do know that these two groups of centaurs, that the thing that they have in common is that they're headstrong and very proud. So, yes. you know, I think I, you have a lot of, you're coming into this relationship, it's very maybe impulsive, it's kind of emotional, and then you start thinking about how different your families are and yeah. and how different your preferences and your tastes are, and that maybe yeah. there's like this this whole really long history of bias against the other community and that that's really a problem that you have to overcome. And, sure. you know, I just hope they work it out. I do, too. I hope these kids can make it. (laughs) We also learn in this discussion with Althea, she gives us so much to go off of. She does mention Calhane being uh, the magical advisor or whoever to Malwin. Fearball does think she means Calhane has another apple because he keeps just trying to get another apple from her. Which This this is incredible. (laughs) He's so optimistic. (laughs) He's got to keep that hope alive. Keep that search for the second apple going. Go arrest Calhane. Oh my god. Travis is trying so hard to get them to go to talk to this magical advisor. No. And Justin just takes that, takes that gift, throws it across the room and just starts shouting like, let's go arrest this guy for stealing the second apple. And pulls in Argo, who is just in it to win it. Let's in it. go. He's gonna go get him. Oh, you need oh this guy gosh. got? I'm on it. <laughs> Oh my god, what a good moment. And then with Althea the whole time be like, wait, I no, he no, doesn't. That was I, he doesn't have it. There's is no okay. <laughs> it is a good thing that these centaurs have called in other help besides just these boys. Oh, thank god. <laughs> oh, and then the filling out of the comment card. Always. That had me in stitches. There's just so much good here. And while all of this is happening, perfect segue, Argo and Fitz are discussing how to ultimately steal the apple and having and essentially having no one miss slash need it mm-hmm. is what is what Fitzroy is trying to do. Fitzroy thinks that mm-hmm. if they can swap it out for some other thing, like a nice potato, then maybe <laughs> Argo can steal the apple and it won't even be missed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fitz, you can tell, is not he's not he hasn't gone full villain. Right, no. because he, mm. he hasn't really been pushing them to just say, what if we just stole it? And just, you know, what if we just forgot right. about all of these other possible consequences mm-hmm. and we just took it and ran? Exactly. I mean, they I guess they couldn't really outrun horses. So maybe that's the reason. But <laughs> yeah, I was going to say a part of it could be just that you you don't want to be chased down by two herds. Absolutely. That's a lot. That's yeah. Yeah, and yeah. their horses are way far away and probably right. rented out already. Yeah. Probably so. gone. And they yeah. are living in a dorm, which means they would be extremely easy to find <laughs> yes. after the fact. They you will be able to find the RA. Mm-hmm. Yes. So our two schemers haven't come up with any new revolutionary ideas just yet. And they are rejoined by the Fear Bulg, where they all decide together we will go to the Scarlet Woods in the morning together. One, safety numbers, and two, so we can mm. all share this bag of uh, pepperoni pretzel combos. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm delighted that fantasy combos exist. 
I'm oh, so glad geez. they do. And I'm delighted that the Fearbulg said uh, that Fitzroy knows the way to his heart. So, you know, <laughs> the ship is going great. My ship and George's ship. George the apparent uh, centaur that comes out of nowhere to ask about their <laughs> love of combos. <laughs> he gets it. <laughs> My new favorite character. <laughs> oh, he's great. Get a headshot of him for the murder board. I'm done. Oh, yeah, he's already up there. Good work. I think we can just assume that character was was an insert for all of us in the audience. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Getting really excited about combos suddenly. <laughs> Anytime Travis butts in and just, who are you? Who are you? Who's this? <laughs> it's always so good. <laughs> like, how'd you get in here? I walked that flat. <laughs> uh, so let's settle in for a nice evening of taking care of Biz. They talk to the other team. They get a little sleep, and they head out in the morning. I do like that they're like, hey, we need to bring Team Hero yeah. in on this to talk to yeah. the other centaurs. Because we it can't all be us. No, absolutely. It can't be the villain group doing all the legwork. Come on. And whatever teamwork we can have going, even better. Mm-hmm. But also keep an eye on Moon. Don't forget. Shifty. Do not. Mm. The camera just zooms in on his picture on the murder board. <laughs> <laughs> it's a show now everything's a show don't worry <laughs> so they head out three hours later they do get to the scarlet wood and they find the ceremonial fire pit they invest big stone bowl bird bath yeah it sounds nice it does sound nice it did make me think i need to start decorating my yard you guys in real life or in an animal crossing that's the same thing i was thinking of now <laughs> And truth be told, I don't know the difference anymore. Mm, fair. <laughs> but as we're there, the Furbolg, as he is wont to do, checks for some magic. Yeah. And we find that it's it's nature magic, but we're not sure yeah. from exactly whence it came. Is it right. residual from the apple burning? Is it from a spirit? We, we're not sure yet. Right. It's just this area in general and the faith that happens here. What mm. is the magic? And Fitz takes it upon himself to call out and see if maybe they can talk to the spirit of the Scarlet Wood. Oh, I really felt like that was a bad idea. Like, yeah. not, not a bad idea as a player, but as a character in the universe sure? to just be like, hmm, so there's this really powerful spirit that allegedly lives in these woods that controls the destiny of these centaurs. What if I just kind of was like, hey, what's up? Yeah, you want to come talk to me? <laughs> and apparently the answer is yes. <laughs> Absolutely, they do. Argo hears it on the wind. It starts speaking up. And immediately you do get a sense of what the spirit's going to be about when it, it initially automatically asks, what did you bring me? Mm-hmm. This is a needy spirit, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you're super powerful. You don't really want to be bothered without reason. And it's customary to bring a gift. Sure. Mm-hmm. I would like to know what the spirit does. Like if this like- is like a bother. Oh, <laughs> like a job? Like, like, what does it do the rest of the time? Yeah, like, is it tending its own yard in Animal Crossing? Or is it <laughs> tending its greater yard as the entire Scarlet Wood? I don't know. Oh. I assumed it was taking care of the forest. But, I mean, maybe maybe it was uh, it was taken away from, from some really important flower arranging in Animal yeah. Crossing. Yeah, could be that. Could be uh, drawing up plans for how it's going to screw around with the, the centaurs, oh, the centaurs. If, it do- if, if they don't. If they don't make Bring it Bring it just the tastiest, best apple it's ever had. Yeah. A lot of advanced planning for the future. Mm-hmm. Sure. Got to be thinking ahead. 
Well, and then this is where this is our chance to see if there's something else we can give it, if there's some other way to appease it. And I really love how this played out. And they talk about it. They address it directly in the game anyway. But the fact that it's Argo and Fitzroy who are very boldly addressing the spirit and trying <laughs> mm-hmm. to feed it combos and trying to figure out, well, do we burn it in this pot? What do we do? And they get their asses knocked into the dirt as they should. Thank it makes God. total sense. The way Griffin slash Fitz describes the combos makes me never want to eat them again. No. Not that I've eaten them very recently ever, but processed meat paste. Ugh. Anything that's yeah. stuffed in there. No. It made me you. wonder some things about whether or not those even have any meat in them, because I don't think they do, but I didn't really want to Google yeah, it to find know. out. Oh. I'll do it. Someone. I'm curious. I say someone should. I'm going to do it right now, and we'll take it out if it's not funny. <laughs> I was Do a big combos. fan of the the pretzel ones with peanut butter. Those were my those were my go to. I used to get those after school. I feel like the last time I had a combo was on a road trip up to Michigan because they are they great are, road snacks. I would say they are definitely road snacks. For no, that's sure. the law. That is that is when you, as an yeah. adult at least, that is when you must have combos and the only time yes. that you can have combos. Exactly. I was gonna say I don't think you're allowed to have them any other time. Like you can't just be sitting at home being like. Mm. I'd like to have some combos, please. It's like, no, you can now make the thing that you would combine to have the combos. Exactly. But while you're driving, right. yeah, you have to just one hand, many, many flavors, go. <laughs> one hand, many flavors should be their new, their new slogan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is the, wait, are there Let's combo see. combos? Whoa. Like, can you, can you get like a bunch of different combos? Like a mixed in the bag combo? Bag? That's too yeah. much power, Anne. How dare you? Maybe. I don't think they've ever done that. We got to we got to ring Justin on Munch Squad. <laughs> I mean, you could probably make it yourself. Just buy a couple bags, put them into one big bag. <laughs> put it in one big bag. That makes sense. Combo the combos. Oh, I thought you were just gonna <laughs> do combos have meat paste. <laughs> do combos contain meat? Combos meat question combos. mark. <laughs> <laughs> I had tried having do combos contain meat, and I of course was not getting a straight answer. Why would you? <laughs> We're going to have to post this on Yahoo Answers now. Say, oh, my God. Kamas likes to keep you guessing. So I don't have an answer. Uh, one thing said that they did not actually have meat in them, and it was just, like, the spices and flavors that they used. But mm-hmm. I wasn't getting a straight answer anywhere. So for any vegetarians <laughs> out there who are wondering if you can have these pepperoni pretzel combos, though, like Brittany said, I don't know why you would want to after the way Griffin described them. <laughs> I don't know. The jury is still out right now. Combos exist outside of the law. Oh. <laughs> that I mean, that's always been slogan. true. <laughs> <laughs> Combos, get at us. We have so many good ideas for you. We're going to make you a jingle next. <laughs> so anyway, the spirit and Brittany Bailey do not want these combos. <laughs> don't even think about it. Knock them down. Luckily... The fear bulg, who is beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> Luckily, the fear- <laughs> he is. That's his beautiful beard. He's patient and beautiful and bearded, and is able to more easily communicate with the spirit. But it seems like nothing with the spirit is easy. Certainly it, not. That is exactly what we learn. Yeah. Yeah. It, it kind of talks in like you know a trait of truce. Uh, it it wants it it won't do. Anything for nothing. Certainly. Which is fair. Sure. Can't fault it. Yeah. I just know. I wrote down that this is exhausting. Like this back and forth. I'm like, I'm tired. I need a nap. (laughs) And you had just woken up. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like you said, the spirit 
requires something. You have to give mm-hmm. it something before it will give you something. And so with the fear bulb, they decide to exchange truths and mm. we get this really interesting insight, mm-hmm. a little peek into what happened earlier with our boy. Mm-hmm. And I'm intrigued because we the things that the spirit saw was him getting yelled at by a bigger fear bulb, mm-hmm. him being mm-hmm. caught with something he shouldn't have, mm-hmm. and then him being cast out. And I'm like, what's What's that second one? What's that middle yeah. thing? We need them deets. Just just enough to whet the appetite uh, uh-huh. of, of information. Much like a combo. <laughs> <laughs> That's that meat paste in the middle. We need that middle one. What's it's the, the forbidden? What is that? It's the forbidden meat paste. Mm-hmm. It's in there. We just don't know what it is yet. Oh, no. <laughs> Very much like we don't know if there's actual meat in the meat paste. We don't know what the thing was that the fear bulb had in this in yeah. this vision. Yeah, we could make some we could make some some low hanging fruit jokes about that, but I think we won't. I don't I don't <laughs> he doesn't strike me as the type. <laughs> I would think he had like Maybe it was planted though. <laughs> Just saying. He was framed. Cause exactly. It's like I went mine. I went that same way and I was like, No, not our boy. Not our sweet, sweet boy. <laughs> I was literally thinking of stuff like he had a a, a fruit he shouldn't have. Like he had like <laughs> that's literally like he got a fruit from a neighbor's field and they were very mad at him for it. Oh. That was where my mind went. <laughs> I love that both of you girls were like, I don't know, porn and Pokemon cards. What was in that dude's locker? <laughs> I was thinking like maybe smoking smoking weed or something is like mm. super illegal if you're a fear bulb. You know, because, like, you're burning th- plants or something? Mm. I don't know. I don't know, because do they always have to be alive, or are you just in harmony? Because if they're just in harmony just with in the harmony. plants, I could see weed well, being very... Plants, you still yeah, have so to guess, eat plants, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I feel that smoking weed would definitely be what they would do versus smoking t- a tobacco Absolutely wrapped agree. in a paper. Yeah. 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 Maybe it was, like, a contraband baby squirrel that he was not oh. really supposed to have. Yeah. Oh, no, that's accidentally heartbreaking. If maybe, you know, like you find a baby squirrel and they're like, well, it's sort of uh, the course of nature. The you have to nature. let it yeah. you have to let it die. You can't keep it alive. And Oh, now I made it I, sad. <laughs> I'm going to bring it back. I'm going to bring it back. The squirrel is still with him. It lives in his pocket and it's very quiet. It's going to come out in the end game. It's fine. It'll be friends with uh, Rainier's Snippers. skeletal squirrels. Also oh, that. <laughs> We're going to have a little... Do you guys remember when the Pokemon movie came out and there was that little, like, tiny little film beforehand and it was, like, Pikachu hanging out with everybody on an island and it was all just Pokemon hanging out? That's what is going to be a special episode of this. And it's going to be Snippers, this little squirrel, all the dead squirrels, and they're all going to be having just a great (laughs) time. Gary's going to be there. there. Absolutely. Leon. (laughs) Leon, the bird. uh, uh Uh-huh. He gets invited. So anyway, uh, he probably had either... Porn and Pokemon cards, or a baby squirrel, or a pumpkin from Mr. Johnson's pumpkin patch that he wasn't supposed to take. <laughs> Regardless, the spirit now knows. And he asked the spirit to not share his truth yes. with anyone, because it then it won't be the secret, it won't be a special. Right. Which is why the spirit's on board. Like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, no, I love that I have this special thing, because that's what we learn. And that's where I get this impression of the spirit being a little bit bratty, is that it wants things that are hard to get, that are... Hard to give up. Hard to yeah, give up, yeah. yeah that they're mm-hmm. rare, unique, or are desired by others. And that's where I did like that. The sacrifice is not what you're giving, yes. but what you're giving up. 
Because, like, mm-hmm. if you have 20,000 things of gold and you're like, oh, I'll give 10,000 things, I still then have 10,000 gold. Like, Right. Who cares? That's nothing. Yeah. So they need to get it some, like, really limited edition sneakers. Ooh. Exactly. Supreme. Fitz, what about your cloak? Your precious, Ooh. beautiful cloak. Just saying. Oh, boy. I don't, I don't think he, I don't know if he'd give that up, honestly. See, and that's what would make it such a sacrifice, you Exactly. Guys. Fitz does joke about uh, giving it combos again, and rightfully so. He does get hit a little bit. Still, I picture him still down in the dirt, like, I really like these combos. Oh, God. And he's like, okay, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's kind of like the the spirit coming up and, like, smacking him against the back of a head. Exactly like, that. Pr- don't want those combos. <laughs> and regardless, we do learn that they cannot give a sacrifice in place of the centaurs for this to work. Mm-hmm. So, back on the horses. Three hours back <laughs> to the camp. And let's go see Kilhane. Oh, my God. Finally. You guys. How let's do go. you leave the camp without talking to the one person? <laughs> the DM is like, you should really talk to this magical person. They're like, let's go see, uh, talk to the magical spirit first. Do-do-do. I would say the players <laughs> usually do the exact opposite of what the DM is trying to get them to do. That is fair. <laughs> yeah, that does seem to be the way it works. But we do go... Calhane is very obvious. Tent is very much the magic user's tent. Capital W wizard. Right. Like a little flag <laughs> waving of like, I'm the a wizard. St- with stars on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I assume they walked in. He was wearing like the Fantasia hat. Uh, with Absolutely. All the, like the blue and the stars. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everything about Calhane makes me uncomfortable. Like everything. Yeah. yeah. It, he is a funny character, isn't he? Funny yeah. in the way that I don't like him. Very. Not like a funny haha. Funny <laughs> no. like, what is your deal? Funny like, definitely swipe left. Funny <laughs> like, I don't think we should have hired him. Hmm, interesting. Well, that's, yeah. He says he doesn't know why this is happening. He gives them a sort of like, oh, this is beyond me. I have no idea. And when when he says this the first time, Fitz is like, okay, then I have no business talking to you. Fitz also wants to swipe left. He wants nothing more to mm-hmm. do with this person. Mm-hmm. And then this is where we get the discussion of Fearbulg asking if the tree changes at all, which, of course, it does not. They have years and years worth of drawings to suggest that this tree has never grown. It has never been any different than it is right mm-hmm. now. And they don't – he doesn't get the answer, though, of, like, does it change with the seasons? Because they look right, at it at the same time know. every yeah. year, but they yes. are just pointing out, like, it does not grow. It does not – it hasn't expanded its uh, branches at all. Like, it looks the same. Yes. Every time we see it, which is at the same time, but... Right. but And that was a very good question that the Fearbulg had, because, mm-hmm. right, if it... If, even if the leaves, like, turn red, if there's some sort of indication that it is... That it follows nature's path. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand why the Fearbulg is, is becoming, like, increasingly disturbed by the concept of this tree, just in right. general, that it's not... It's not so much like, so the Fearbulb gets the whole there's a spirit in the woods thing. And that totally yeah. makes sense. And honestly, like, that spirit seems to be the only entity, I guess, that they've encountered that we can be sure is being honest with them, pretty much. Because sure. I think if it had volunteered information or, uh, like, if it had not asked them had, for a sacrifice, if it had not yeah. responded the way that it had, then I would have distrusted it. Um, sure. You know? So, like, I don't know if I trust this guy. Like, um, and I don't know if I trust Althea, and I don't know if I trust all the centaurs. Right. Like, trust right. no the, one. Yeah, I mean, the, the spirit seems to be the only one is like straightforward and kind of playing by the really specific rules of this universe. And this tree is definitely not playing by 
any rules of reality, and that seems bad. Mm-hmm. It absolutely does. And it, it is. It seems to just be here to give these two apples. And the fact that there's only one seems purposeful. And that's mm-hmm. the kind of the page we are all on. But yes. even jumping back to Calhain, I'm with you. There's a weirdness to this guy. Like, everything – he's only been here a few months. You know, he's got these – New robes. All of his stuff is relatively mm-hmm. new. Mm-hmm. So all from Spencer's gifts. All from still Spencer's has gifts. the <laughs> price tags on them. Yeah. One of those things is just a bong, and he was hoping no one would notice. <laughs> he was really hoping they would think it was just another tranket. He was like, "Don't look over there. Don't look over there." And but here's the thing: it could be Calhoun could just be oh. a weirdo. <laughs> it could just be his regular type bong. He. It could be like when you go and like buy a bunch of stuff for your new job. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like. It could be completely innocent that he's only been here for a couple months and all of this stuff looks new because it is new. Because mm-hmm. he didn't really have work before this. Yeah. Because we learned yeah. he used to be a student and then he was not in the hero track like he tells them. He was not this great magic user. He's definitely a fake it till you make it kind of dude. For sure. <laughs> so that's where I'm like, maybe this is just his first big break and that's why he's so weird. Mm-hmm. Maybe. But also, yeah, he is very specifically looking to shake hands, which we all know now is a great way to share germs. Yes. And probably glean information off of people. Right. So Argo didn't want to shake his hand. Uh, Good Fearful call. did. Mm. Well, he didn't want to, but he did shake his hand. Fitzroy mm-hmm. fist bumps him and then immediately goes into intimidation, which girls, you know, I love. <laughs> I'm here for it. Give me a front row seat. And even better that Argo is helping him by being like, exactly. oh, let me just lay yeah, on my dagger. In my <laughs> notes, exactly. I have hold, hold, hold. Fitz boneses it with Calhane, which I had to know. Is that knucks or elbows? What's a bones? Not sure. Knuckles. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so Fitz goes for the intimidation tactic, with Argo backing up his play by handily tossing his dagger about, and Nell is losing it right now. (laughs) I am. Word for word. Even even better, because, like, he starts by just taking out the dagger and, Mm -hmm. like, being, like, idle with it. Like, kind of, like, picking your nails with it. Like, look what I have. Yeah, like, I'm just kind of, like, checking it out, whatever. He decides to get fancy and toss his dagger into the air. And not only does he then have to roll for it, which could have gone very badly and would have made the whole thing fall apart. But fuck, no. He rolls a 20 and it is the hottest thing anybody in that tent has seen in a very long time. That's definitely when they started getting the truth. It's like, I can't. I can't lie to you. You're, you're. Mm. He's like, oh, my God, you are just too cool. OK, listen, here's the deal. And then this is where, yes, Calhane gives them all the info that he was trying to fake and hold close to his chest so that they wouldn't know that he's in over his head here, frankly. Mm, that's it. Yeah, I'm not sure whether this is deliberate. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm very conflicted about this still, having listened to the episode, that I don't know whether or not, like, because, I mean, sometimes things happen because a character asks a question, right? Um, yeah. And and obviously, I think that Travis had this information on tap about that he was sort of trying to lead them to maybe there's something suspicious here about this person and whether or not you should fully trust their opinion uh, or at least right. trust their competency. Um, so it may not be that he's lying. It may be that he's just incompetent. But then you sort of have right. the question, why is this incompetent person here? Was this, you know, mm-hmm. orchestrated by somebody else? Like, how is this how is this person wound up in this position? Are they oh, wow. there maliciously and pretending to be incompetent? Like, there's a lot mm. of possibilities here. Absolutely. Right. And going for the deep dive, I always <laughs> just assumed that he had a, a fake resume. 
<laughs> but he just lied too. a lot. Yeah. And that's always the could thing. He just needed know. a job. The economy's yeah. bad. You got to do what you got to do. <laughs> it could be something completely innocent and it could be something completely nefarious. I think you have to assume, though, in the context of what's happening, there is something very out of the norm happening, which means you it there are going to be some things which seem coincidental, like in a Poirot, you know, but mm-hmm. but there's also going to be a lot of stuff that is actually not a coincidence. So the question right. is just trying to figure out which suspicious things are coincidences, I guess. This is why our murder board is so plentiful. It it overflows. We, we just have it overfloweth with faces and arrows and circles and question marks and we have messages. run out of, war- of yarn a long time ago long, um, <laughs> there's a note to buy more yarn on there we yeah, had to steal like... the magic following yarn they're oh. gonna be pissed later <laughs> oh, they realize that's gone like that that's that's for sure and the one thing i think we really get from him besides the whole you know i hired a few months ago all of his incompetencies are put out there for us yes. to believe or not believe as Anne has now thrust into my brain thank you <laughs> Um, But it is that he thinks that someone is behind the tree. Like the tree didn't just decide like, oh, nature decided one apple. Like someone caused that to happen. Sabotage. But who that someone is and why they did it. And this is where he kind of throws Arturus under the wagon wheels Mm -hmm. as possibly being the one trying to instigate a war. And then, of course, that's where it's a little tough because this is what he's hearing from Malwin. Mm-hmm. So what is Arturus's magical advisor going to say about her? Unreliable mm-hmm. narrators. All of us. Hopefully we get more of that next time. Mm-hmm. For now, Argo needs everybody to leave the tent right now immediately. He's oh just gosh. thought of something. He's so excited about this. <laughs> and they go with him because they're like, we just saw you toss your dagger. It was so hot. What do you have to tell us? You're clearly the most competent of us right now. Let's go. <laughs> And the reason he needed them all to go so quickly, he had to tell them right away, right away, let's play matchmaker and get these two back together. I was, was hoping for some like things. really mind shattering, like, oh my gosh. And right? I was like, I think we need to set them up on a date, you guys. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I Argo. thought I thought he had cracked it wide open, whether or not yeah. he was correct, that he had some kind of completely wild Something. theory. About oh, yeah. who had done Gosh. this and why and how or what they how they were going to solve this problem. And it's like, no, what if? What if it, they went on a date? <laughs> what if we what got if we just, you know, join them together? again? I love it. That's that. You know what? You got to get you a man who can do both. Who can be so hot and intimidating and then turn around and be a total like sweet ding dong. Who's like, I can't wait to like make this romance reignite. Which is so like. It's <laughs> you get through the whole episode, and that could have happened in the first ten minutes. What oh my god! Right? We learned this a long them time having ago. been engaged. Although, although possibly point to Clint if we knew that Althea told Fearbolg. Fearbolg, oh. it's likely Fearbolg would have told them. But if he hadn't, this might be the I first mean, time Argo's hearing this. <laughs> that's true. It was a six-hour ride, and you can uh, you only eat combos consistently for so long. Sure. So you would think it would come up, but just in case. That could be Argo's first time hearing it. I mean, fair. I like the idea that that I mean, this this is going to sound like a dunk, but I like the idea that intellectually, <laughs> that Argo is kind of a slow cooker. You know? Yeah. No, I'm here for it. Like it cooks up real nice, but it just Absolutely. it just takes a little while. You know, like mm-hmm. a little bit of a himbo. I can get behind this. <laughs> uh, regardless, I'm very excited for the next episode to just be all about 
the goofy antics of getting these two on a date. Yes. Yes. And like, you know, it has to be it has to be kind of secret and they they can't know what's happening or else they'll be very resistant. I'm going to write a letter to Malwin saying it's from Arturos. I'm going to write a letter to Arturos saying it's from Malwin. That kind this of shenanigans. This was the agreement they had at the beginning of trying to get them yeah. together to talk it out. But, but now, instead of them coming into the tent to have a conversation, they're going to come into the tent. There's going there's to be like candlelight. Uh-huh. There's going to be Argo dressed as a butler. Absolutely. wine. <laughs> and they're going to eat the apple. Oh, crap. <laughs> oh, wait. No, we need that. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> They're going to awkwardly serve apple pie and then look at each other and look at Argo and say, where did you get this apple? <laughs> this is it. Oh, my. We uh, cracked it. This is it. You make the apple pie. They're combined. Everything's great. They sacrifice something else to the spirit. And... They leave a, a slice for the spirit. Mm-hmm. And and they don't have to know that it's not the real apple. Right. He They've bought done 20 apples on his way it here. It's yeah. not the real one. It's not this one from the tree. You need more than one apple to make a pie. But nobody <laughs> even thinks of this in the moment. They're all just so charmed by this magical apple pie. <laughs> and the magic was love the whole time. The whole time. And the spirit realizes, ah, that is the greatest thing I could want. Who... What? I'm in love with the forest itself. Okay, so we did it. <laughs> no more sacrifices. No, everybody happy forever. And as they're talking about how they're going to get this dope dinner together, Althea wants to have a dope dinner with them. She's like, hey, why don't you come over? We'll have some din-din together. And as Fitzroy is saying, well, I'm on a paleo diet. <laughs> He's... Which combos do not fit into, Fitzroy. No, Fitzroy, you were full of absolute shit. <laughs> <laughs> or he doesn't know what paleo is which is actually what i'm guessing (laughs) again speaking of himbos paleo as needed regardless you know what the combos also probably weren't good for whatever's happening his heart his heart's about to explode out of his chest his eyeballs are about to pop oh it sounds terrible it sounds like what i would feel like after eating combos though so i thought Mm. that was the standard but it turns out according to althea our boy's mm. been cursed. By combos. Our precious boy. Our precious boy? By whom? Besides That's combos. It. Who done yeah. it? Was it the bonesing? Ooh. Was it the spirit? Was it Althea? Has he touched anyone or anything else like Althea? Was it from eating too many combos? Come on. Like, Could there's... it have happened before they even got there? We don't know. Ugh. Was it the guy renting them the horses? Exactly. <laughs> Was it... <sighs> Was it George? Did he touch him? Oh my him? god, George. Who touching <laughs> our boy? Did it have to be a by touch thing? Could have just been an evil eye. Oh, guys, our murder board. So <laughs> my I, hand is cramping. I would like to suggest a new smaller... We're going to use a little whiteboard. Okay. To put Fitzroy's picture on, and then we're going to put all of the suspects around. And, like, suspects... I mean, this can't be a small... Sorry, we have to... Okay, clear off another big bigger. one. We'll put Fitzroy in the middle. Okay. See, I'm already ready to go out on a limb here and, and eliminate a suspect. Oh, who? Go for it. I do not do think that it was the spirit of the Scarlet Woods, because I also don't it think already that. knocked him on his ass twice... This seems, like, really petty and weird to go after Mm -hmm. him in particular. I don't think that that's what happened, unless Unless. potentially it wasn't deliberate. Maybe there's something about Fitzroy's very special, very unusual magic that's interfering with the magic that's being used to mess with the tree. Like, maybe he Mm. wasn't even the target. Maybe the tree was. (gasps) Oh. 
Oh, oh my goodness. Put, okay, I'm going to draw a picture of some stars and put that on the board as magic. So that one also <laughs> could be the cause of this curse. That's a very good theory. Mm-hmm. Oh, and fits. I would say it's probably not – okay, so for erasing the spirit, we can probably also erase Calhane. I do not think he is, one, that powerful, and two, he definitely touched the Furbolg a lot more than he touched Fitzroy. Yeah. Could be Althea trying to get them to trust her. You cause the problem right. and then you fix it. Ooh. That's a very good point that, yeah, she could be trying to, like, demonstrate her value to each of these boys differently, maybe. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Mm. She does seem awfully keen. Argo Keen. Oh my god, full circle. (laughs) What if it's Moon? (gasps) Did he touch him? Well, you don't have to touch somebody to cast magic on them. See, I'm assuming it It must be a touch thing. Maybe, yeah. I mean, I'm not not against that, but... Every time Brittany has cursed somebody... She's had to touch them. This this whole quarantine thing is really a bummer for me for so many reasons, most of you, which I don't get to curse anybody. Yeah, right now. you really had to dial it back. <laughs> well, okay, so let's all come up with our favorite theories on who or what cursed our dear Fitzroy. And I hope when we get back to this in two weeks, it just smash cuts to our dear Fearbog bridal style carrying him into a tent because oh. that's going to be cute. That will be cute. <laughs> And even if it doesn't start that way, that's how I'm going to picture it happening. <laughs> <laughs> that's Defo how he got there. Mm-hmm. Well, then is there anything else we forgot to mention that we would like to bring up now? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, this is super stupid, but <laughs> it made me laugh so much. The voice that Griffin gave oh my God. Calhane, <laughs> I would have given anything for Travis to pick that up and have that be his voice. Oh my God, that would have been like so anything. good. <laughs> I was laughing so hard at that. And then which I was like, that's not his voice. That's not his voice. I was like, but Trav, Travis, how funny. Please. Like, come on. It would have been so on. good. Oh, Griffin so. had a couple different moments of like suddenly having funny voice this episode. I he was really he was really having fun with it. You love to hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I enjoy other people having fun. Me too. <laughs> it is the preferred. <laughs> also, I have one more thing. Uh fun fact, we did learn that the Fearbulg worships Grand Peak Smasher, which oh, yes, I wrote yes. down just in case it's important later. That sounds like some kind of snowboarding game or something. Oh my like- god, absolutely. <laughs> and it is totally true. That is the demigod of the Furbolgs, and he does right, slumber know. in a glacier. Oh my god, he was on it. He's on it. This Furbolg knows his financial literacy, and mm-hmm. he knows his theology. <laughs> I'm studying with him. I think that's a good move. I have a thought, but it's extremely stupid. So it's it's really, and it's not really uh, completely related to the episode. Ooh, yeah, tell. I was going to say earlier when we were talking about the animals hanging out, that it is kind of too bad that it's Hieronymus that's the that's the dog, because uh-huh. if it was Higglemus, they could have named it Digglemus. That's it. That's Wait, all. What Digglemus? <laughs> the dog? Yes. That's fair. Hero and Digglemus. That's the dog name. I had needs to go to sleep. I mean, you know. Listen, the fear bug's going to come bridal style, carry you to bed. It'll be, don't you worry. Let's quickly move over. Come with me to the poll. Okay, so last week we asked two questions, and they were both so relevant in this episode. First, what apple sacrifice are we giving to this forest spirit? It was a close call between all of them, but apple fritters will be served oh right Delightful. i was surprised by the fritter upset i thought mm-hmm. it was gonna be i thought it was gonna be something else 
I really, yeah, I thought, do we have pie on there? Yeah, we had pie. I thought it was, I thought pie was going to take it, but no, fritters. See, I thought it was going to be an appletini. Mm. I'll take one of each. Mm. And our second question was, what caused the rift between Malwin and Arturo's? We now know that, yes, they were jilted lovers, but also, even more major, I think it was the heated poetry slam loss that really <laughs> did it. <laughs> Thank you all for voting. So this time, what snack really makes a horseback road trip? We will have that poll up over on our Twitter at Romancing Zone, and we'll see everybody back here at this tree in two weeks. Till then, please take care of yourselves, and thanks for joining us. I'm Nell Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. And we've been Romancing the Zone. Okay, good. I gotta go have a meeting with Althea.